there are a few very beautiful things that uh, are given to us in, this, in these readings of today. And it's worth taking a moment to take a look at them. The first thing is that Jesus says, if you choose, you can keep the, the, the book of the prophet Sirah says, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. That the commandments are something that we can keep. This is a promise. This is a promise rather than, this is a, a revelation about who we are, that we can keep the commandments. And it's in Christ that this prophecy that we can keep the commandments will be brought to its fullness and that we will be reconciled with the Father and we'll be able to keep the commandments of God. We'll be able to follow the way of the Lord. We must understand that the way of the Lord is not some rules that he imposes upon us, but it is the, use, the, the rules of proper use. I just got a new car and now the manual you get with the car is this thick. It's in various little booklets, but it's this thick. They're all the things you have to learn about your car, how to use this, how to use that, what you need to do, right? It's a rule book, but it's not based because the people somehow in the Subaru Corporation or whatever other corporation it might be decided we're going to tell all those people who buy our cars what to do. It's because they want to explain to the people who receive that car its proper use. And if I understand the manuals well, I'll get the maximum benefit from the car itself. I'll probably drive it with a little better mileage and hopefully I'll be safe and drive it well. That's what the manual of the car is for. The analogy is this, that what, what the commandments and the law of the church, all of the law is about the proper use of you and me as human beings. You and me are made extraordinarily by God and we're made for a very special life by God. And the, this, we're guided to the proper use, to the proper, to the proper way of interacting with our humanity by these commandments. So the first thing we must always understand is that it's not God is God, he's bigger and stronger than me, and he's the one who gives the prizes at the end, so I better do it his way. I'd like to do it my way, but God is stronger, God is better, and he's got the goods, so I better do it his way. That's a completely wrong way of understanding our faith, but we very often fall into that. We very often fall into that way of thinking that God is the big cop in the sky and that his rules have to be obeyed, right? No, it's not that. It is God has given us the guidance that we need. He has given us the manual for being truly human, right? But that's not as far as it goes because the problem is this, that. You know, I've had the car now for three weeks and I still haven't figured out half the things in the manual, right? And I've no doubt that we have had the Ten Commandments for many years and we still haven't figured out how to do half of the things that are in there, right? The just man sins seven times a day. We are all guilty of sin. We have three confessionals over there and sometimes they're not enough. We know that. And all of our priests try to go to confession at least every two weeks. That's part of our rule of life, right? So it's no one is exempt from this uh, failure on front of the rule that we don't implement, we don't, we're not able to live to the full the 
the, the standards of truth for which our humanity are made. And this is another way of saying the thing that we always say, especially around Easter, that we cannot save ourselves. We cannot save ourselves. If we could save ourselves, Jesus would not have come. Jesus came because he had mercy on our misery. He had mercy on our weakness. He had mercy on this inability of ours to live up to who it is we are and how it is we're made. And the fact that ultimately in life we're always hurting ourselves. We're always diminishing ourselves. We're always choosing the lesser rather than the greater. That's the great challenge that we read about in the first reading. Um, I set before you life and death. I set before you um, that which is good and that which is not good. You choose. You choose. The challenge of God is that we would um, use our freedom to choose him, right? But we continually find ourselves choosing that which is less instead of that which is better. And this is a sad and sorrowful thing about us in our human condition. So, Jesus came to fulfill the law. How does Jesus fulfill the law? Jesus fulfills the law by revealing to us for the, in, in the, there are several things he does. The first thing is he reveals to us the underlying plan of the law. I don't know, but I imagine a top engineer at Subaru might know how to use all the things in the car without having to read the manual, right? Um, because he's, the, he's very close to, he's one of the people who put it all together, right? Christ comes to, Christ comes as the one who made us human beings to show us how to be truly human. He shows us what the law is about. And we know the famous four-letter word that underlies the law. And that, of course, is the word love. Love underlies all of the law. All of the law has as its function, its purpose, to help us to live fully our human life, to live fully as human beings, and not to leave anything on the table in life, not to hurt ourselves, not to choose the less rather than the more, but to choose the fullness of life. Jesus came to invite us to that. I came so that you might have life and have life to the full, said Jesus. So that's what Jesus is telling us. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill, to fulfill. And he goes on to insist. He says, amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not, once, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the, the law until all of these things take place. So Jesus doesn't come along to make everything easier. Sometimes we think that all the standards were lowered by Jesus. Just, just love one another, that's all. Just be nice. You know, we sometimes very ironically use that word nice. You know, just be nice, right? That's all you need to do, be nice. No, that's not. All we need to do is not be nice. We need to love. And my friends, this is a, this is a higher standard 
This is a higher standard, not a lower standard, but a higher standard to which Jesus calls us. And in the pursuit of that love and in the embrace of that love which he has come to pour into our souls, all of the law is accomplished. All of the law is accomplished. Right? Sorry to keep using this car analogy, but one of the things my new car has is, and I bet some of you have this too, when you begin to go out of the lane, it goes beep, 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 and a little light flashes up on the side to tell you you're going out of the lane. If you were a good driver, you wouldn't need that because you just go straight down the lane all the time. You'd always use the traffic signal before you change lane, and that way it stops it making its little alarm, right? This love functions like this. Love functions like this. If we, if we truly love and if we truly accept and embrace entirely and completely the gift of God's love, which he gives us in Christ and which he feeds with us in the Eucharist, which we'll momentarily receive from the altar, if we embrace this life, then we will go straight down the middle of the law without the little alarms ever going off. Beep, 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 you just did this. Beep, 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 you just broke that commandment. Beep, 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 you just broke the other commandment. No, God's love will guide us straight down. The commandments of the law in the new dispensation that Christ brought are not there to be our guide on how to live, but they're to be our warnings when we're falling out of love. And when we start examining our conscience and realizing that we're breaking the commandments, we need to return to God's love. And that's why we go to confession. Confession, again, isn't a, isn't a catharsis. It's not, it's not a moment of guilt. It's a moment of returning to love. It's a moment of saying, I will love again. Lord, I embrace your love again. I want to return to the love of you from which I turned. It's all about that love. And that's what Jesus reveals to us. And that's how he fulfills the law. That's how he fulfills the law, by giving it its fullness, by giving us the underlying plan, by, making us, by giving us the opportunity to understand what it is that is at the root of the law, what the law is about, right? Now, that, even that isn't enough. Even that isn't enough, because in order to enable us to love, the Lord has to convince us of love and open our hearts so that we might receive his love. And this also he did. This he did by his passion, his death, and his resurrection. He won for us the grace to know and love the law. To know and love love, which is the law. And to live in that love. Jesus said that when he is raised upon the cross, probably one of the things I quote almost more than anything else, when he is raised upon the cross, he will draw us all to himself. We need to let that happen. We need to allow the love of Christ to draw us into the fulfillment of the law, which is his love. We have to say yes, ultimately, and I come back to this, which I've preached about all this year, and I'll continue to preach about this yes to the Lord. We have to say yes to the Lord because it's in our yes to the Lord that we allow him to do and accomplish in us everything that he wants to do, including the complete fulfillment of the law.
which is the fullness of life. See, again, we always, we always think of opposition, but there's no opposition. The fulfillment of the law and the fullness of life are the same thing, the same, the very same thing. And they find their unity in love, in the love of Christ, in the love of our Father who sent his Son into the world so he, love, would reveal to us his love. And in the ultimate consummation of his love upon the cross, he would draw us to that love. Let's ask that we may not resist.